0: Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick-start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Tonight, we're discussing page 55 of Alien Hunger, and uh, we're beginning the pre-gens section, so we're going to be looking at character sheets and profiles for all of the members of Vampire Drama Club, except, of course, for original character Sir Alnut Bloodworth, who as an original character is not in this book. The section starts with Monica Bellhurst, and I have a difficult confession to make. I may be attracted to Monica Bellhurst. I Now, nothing in the rest of the book, in my defense— pointed me in this direction, like when she was out there like best friends with Emerson, married to a cop, she's a DA, she's like bossing the other characters around, mainly worried about her marriage while she adapts to having to feed on other human beings to live, and none of that works for me. Like at the end there, where we're getting to, you know, being a selfish shithead, like, hey, I can get into that a little bit, but not from a DA, right? However, we get some detail about Monica here, and I... I, like, I don't know. I'm beginning this episode not knowing how I'm going to come down ultimately on this character, but I'm going to go through her profile, and I think you're going to see what I see. Speaking of seeing, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast to a public post free for everyone if you'd like to see an illustration of Monica Bellhurst. I guess she's cute. It's not really about that. It's about the subtext. So, so here we go. Quote, nothing could have stopped Monica Bellhurst's rise to the top. From the time she was a little girl, she had her eyes set on a career which would let her change the world. Thus, a lack of money could not keep her out of college, and she married a police officer so she could have the money to go to law school. Okay, you married a cop, but you married a cop for his money so that you could pay for your education. All right, like wise or unwise, not as bad as marrying a cop because you think marrying a cop will be fun. By the way, uh, (laughs) just a little shout out to one particular listener. Like, listen! Don't tell anybody I said this, but not all cops. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Anyway, Monica's plan worked. Quote. Now she is one of the youngest prosecutors in the district attorney's office, and some have already started talking about her possibilities in the political arena. So she's moving up the ladder. This marriage paid off. You know, with the connections with the money, she she's getting what she's had her eyes on since she was a little girl. She's she's kind of a uh, Leslie Nope of a character, a bit. And I and I for sure want to fuck Leslie Nope. I don't know whether the hard choices episode about Parks and Rec. Has been recorded or has come out yet? But spoilers for that episode. The answer is yes. Back to Monica. Quote: Among those talking about her future was Emerson Wilkershire III, an acquaintance of Monica's through their mutual involvement in community theater. All right, interesting. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people who's always milling around the drama department, scoping out girls who smoke. I'm into any girl who smokes. There's no fascination for me. I'm not one of these uh, uh, footlight fetishists. But you know, I like that she has facets. Although I don't love the prospect of having to deal with like the community theater community. So I'm not trying to get involved with Monica Bellhurst. This is my opinion about her from afar. Quote, they had both picked up an interest in the stage while in college and carried their interest into the outside world. Emerson, already impressed by Monica's drive and ability, would, in the normal course of things, have been one of her primary financial backers should she ever run for political office. So, all right, same story. Rich college friend, he's going to fund her when she goes and runs for office. Once again, we're losing points. You see how this is kind of up and down. She's scoring low for me, but she's not bottoming out. Quote, her primary relationship is with her husband, Vince, who has been deeply devoted to her through their eight years of marriage. It's an interesting way to put it. Not, her primary relationship is with her husband, Vince, to whom she has been deeply devoted throughout their eight years of marriage. Not, her primary relationship is with her husband, Vince, to whom she has been happily married for eight years. No, no. He has been devoted to her for eight years. Important distinction. Quote, they both share an interest in theater, he as a stage technician, and spend most of their free time together. Monica has also become very close to her boss, the DA, in recent weeks, spending most nights together until midnight working on an important case. Hmm, an important case, you say, until midnight, you say. With your boss, the DA, you say, now that you have been educated as a lawyer and you are seeking to advance within the district attorney's office and later city politics, spending a lot of time with the boss, all right. I'm sure this all makes perfect sense to your husband, whom you married so he could put you through school. Quote, she first met the vampire who embraced her following a community theater production of Romeo and Juliet. He approached her and Emerson, she had played Juliet, and Emerson played her father, after the final show and praised them for their talents on and off stage. It's very weird. It's a weird thing to do, Louis Pasteur, to go to a community theater production of Romeo and Juliet and go up to the actors afterward and be like, I loved you as Juliet. I loved you as Juliet's father. And also, I'm very familiar with you off stage. I know all about your life. Quote, Monica's position is an interesting one. After the embrace, she could quite possibly continue on as assistant district attorney with the Denver Knight Court. If she manages to avoid becoming embroiled in any criminal investigation and can come to terms with her relationship to Vince, she might be able to maintain that position throughout the whole story and even beyond. The main crisis Monica will face is one of conscience, dedicated to the ideals of justice. Will she become a predator outside of the law? I don't know. I think this book has a pretty optimistic view of Monica's ability to continue as a DA despite not being able to go out in sunlight and like not having a pulse and being prone to frenzy, you know, being pale. I think there are a lot of impediments to her continuing as an assistant district attorney, especially an ambitious like rising district attorney. I mean, her boss, the DA, for example, might notice that she's no longer interested in going on working vacations to Cancun with him or whatever. I guess the dumbest thing on this page is probably that Monica is at least close friends with her boss, the DA, And that this page suggests that she can just continue to indefinitely work for him, her boss and close ally as an assistant district attorney, despite being a vampire. Uh, That's probably the dumbest thing. What I'm maybe more interested in today is what are we meant to take from the subtext here? Because we know that she married her husband for money and not just money, but money for self-advancement, right? So that she could go to law school. And it, it, it's interesting. Like, it says that he cares about her, but not really vice versa. Like, she's in community theater, and he does, like, he's a stage technician, but he doesn't get involved in performing. Not like Emerson, her longtime college friend, who seems to share many more interests uh, and personality traits with her. And, you know, they've, like, stayed tight since college. They're in plays together. Emerson is planning to fund her political career. There definitely could be something going on between her and Emerson. And I think it's indisputable that the subtext here is that she's fucking her boss. And maybe that's just meant to be a hook to like, Vince is going to get jealous because he's wondering where she is because she's out at night all the time now because she's a vampire. I can see that. But I think the obvious interpretation is that she, because she actually has her boss as an ally. Um, You know, she has two dots of the ally background and one of her allies is her husband. One is her boss. There is a very close relationship there. And it just, I don't know. I think what we have here is a very ambitious woman who is finding... The shortest and most effective path she can to power. And I don't know if she's even really like using these men so much as maybe reining it in this kind of like play the field attitude she has temporarily for whatever advantage. So like maybe she in in the normal course of events wouldn't have married Vince, but she did because that's what you do with a guy like Vince for him to put you through law school. You don't just fuck around with him and then like also Emerson and also the DA. But at this point, like law school is paid for. What are you going to do? Not fuck your boss forever? That doesn't seem fair. So then, like, I think, yeah, once the pressure's off, it's like, okay, now, Vince kind of, like, he's at home, like, he works doing technical stuff at the community theater, but now, maybe Monica's more interested in Emerson, and especially her boss, because the next step is, like, moving up in the DA's office. So maybe she's, like, spending more midnights with him than she normally would, because now's the time when, if he's extra happy, then she gets to take the next step. I'm not saying she's going to ditch her boss after she wins some kind of elected position, but maybe she's going to have a little more of a balanced schedule. Maybe they are going to be more midnights with Emerson, since she's going to be more focused on campaign funding. This is just like, I don't think it is mercenary. I think it is practical. And I just, I guess what it boils down to is that there's something that appeals to me about a very competent woman who is not even like a femme fatale, not even a seductress, not even like a gold digger, quote unquote, but just like a woman who fucks pragmatically. I I don't know. I I this is about me, not really about Monica. And ultimately I guess that's the verdict here. I do I think highly of Monica Bellhurst? No, not really. But I am a little bit into her and I recognize that as a personal problem. Anyway, if this has all been a little bit subjective and personal for you, join me tomorrow when we look at Monica's character sheet and get a little more concrete about her pros and cons on MDC The Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.